Pushed into the net by Kylian Mbappe. Depay! And he stretched it! Oh, finds Dembele. The first touch is good. The second is deadly. Neymar still. Oh, my word, what a goal! Golovin! Lovely finish. Must be the opening goal. Benedetto! And Bagnon. Fantastic. Outrageous goal from Gael Kakuta. Play it again. A goal back. Oh, Benedetto. Beautifully done. Sensational. Coming up on Le Bourgeois, Marseille march on in Monte Carlo as Bomber Dieng inflicts more misery on Monaco. Shakiri's Leon debut sparks a major upturn in the team's performance. Marauding Moffy sinks hapless Lille and Clermont Foot come back down to earth with a bump in the capital. Welcome along to the official Ligue 1 Uber Eats podcast, the best place to come to to get your weekly fill of French football. And uh, joining me, this week, an excellent panel as ever. Robbie Thompson is here. Robbie, how are you? Very well, Matthew. Thank you very much. Who is Bomber Dieng? Who is Bomber Dieng? Well, that's a question we're going to be asking and excellent. we're going to be discussing. And um, I was sort of hoping you'd be able to tell us, but I, maybe I will. Our well, second. I will. That was a, it, was a, it was a rhetorical question because, of ah, course, okay. we that's have all brilliant. the answers. <laughs> Ian Holyman is with us. Producer Ian, how are you today? Great, and I'm delighted Robbie's on because he's got all the answers. Exactly. Robbie's got all the answers. That's why that's why we get him on. But uh, um, great to have Ian making a, a a rare appearance. Always nice to hear the the dulcet tones from uh, from Sunderland. Um, although Ian, your Sunderland accent isn't too strong, to be fair. That's because I'm from Durham. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll give you that, Matt. We'll give you that. <laughs> Is there a difference? We're gonna start. We're gonna start with the <laughs> big one, guys. Um, <laughs> A big, big game at the Stade Louis de Monaco against Marseille. Marseille have been really impressive so far this season. Monaco uh, struggled in August. They had those four European games. They narrowly missed out on Champions League qualification, a heartbreaking uh, uh, aggregate defeat in the end uh, against Shakhtar Donetsk. But Niko Kovac's team got that win against Trois just before the international break. Uh, they were hoping they had turned the corner. Let's hear what happened. Monaco against Marseille. Armel Tangi is your commentator. Great ball from Perez. The pace of Dieng again, causing problems for Monaco's defence. And this time he does find the net. After hitting the post twice in this first half already, it's Bomber Dieng who opens the scoring for Marseille in this 100th meeting between Monaco and OM. Meanwhile, here's Bomber Dieng inside the uh, Monaco penalty area, just getting his feet mixed up a little, but uh, Amin Harit has won it back for Marseille. And has found Dieng, who turns away from his man and gets his second brilliantly. Well, he may have fluffed his uh, first attempt in that attack, but there was no mistake in the second. Uh, well, Robbie, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you. This was um, a brilliant victory for, for Marseille. They were missing players. They were missing Dimitri Payet, still no Arkadius uh, Milik. We saw um, some of the new guys starting, I mean... Arit started, and of course, Bomba Dieng, the young Senegalese striker who who scored the two goals. We saw Paul Lirola again, and uh, yeah, I mean, worrying times for Monaco, but what a what an exciting start to the season for Marseille. Absolutely, they're starting to hit their strides, and let's not forget they also have a game in hand. In well, they do have a game in hand because their match uh, against Nice has been announced that it has to be replayed in its entirety behind closed doors as well. So they have a chance to climb provisionally second if they win that. The problem for Marseille is Nice also have the same chance because Nice have made a cracking start to the season as well. But I was surprised, in all honesty, by by this result. I thought we'd see Monaco, now that they had their, their European future settled after missing out on the Champions League, that they were going to start to bounce back. But I think they're still feeling the effects of playing eight matches in, in August already. But Marseille, look, the end of the transfer window has seen... We were we were talking about it. Would they get Harit? Would they would they find that the extra piece to their puzzle? They did. He was good as well. But but Bomber Dieng, what a what a performance! He didn't only score two goals. He also hit the post twice in the first half. And uh, what I really liked was just the coolness of the first finish. He, it was only his second appearance of the season. He played a handful of matches last season. Um, he's a kid that's come. From to Marseille from direct from Senegal where he was playing for Diambars, and which is a, a big academy there in in Senegal, which uh, the likes of uh, Idrissa Gay came through through Diambars as well. 
Um, they produce quality footballers, and this kid looks like, like the next one. And that first finish, where he just took his time, coolly slotted it near post as well, it, it's always nice to see a striker with the composure to go near post. And, and at just, uh, what is he, 20 years of age? It was, it was very impressive. Yeah, 21, 21, I think. But yeah, he's only come over I'm no last good with season. Ages. No, I know. He only came over last season from Senegal, so he's still acclimatizing to to life in France. I was just uh, reading reading some some details. He went back to his uh, his dormitory or his his his, his small room at the uh, Centre de de Formation. He's still uh, sleeping in the same um, in the same residence as as the young players at the Commanderie. He went to eat at, uh, at Mama Diara yesterday, which is the uh, uh, famous Senegalese restaurant in in Marseille. Apparently. Yeah, a very, um, very discreet, reserved young lad who, um, yeah, has got Marseille buzzing. He's got Marseille very, very excited, Ian. And uh, I mean, I feel like in the first couple of weeks of the season, it, it was only really me getting excited about Marseille. Dave and, and Robbie were sort of pouring cold water on that. But um, this is true. You know, the, the, the new guys in, we, we've talked about some of them, but, you know, Genduzi played really well. Um, Luan Perez uh, had a strong game at the back, set up the first goal as well. Saliba solid again. Um, am I getting carried away? You always get carried away, Matt. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're giving you a little bit more reason to get carried. I mean, it's, it's how far you want to get carried away. I mean, let's not let's not pretend that Marseille are going to win the league and title this season because they're not. But I, I have to say, I, I agree with Robbie. The the thing that struck me about that first finish was it was it was outrageously cool. I mean, it was it was it was uh, fabulous. It was a real goal scorer's finish. He just looked up and slotted it. He's twenty one. Marseille mm. were ready to sell him for five million euros. I mean, we 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 might have been able to club together and buy his little toe. I mean, it was he was he was brilliant. He was he was brilliant. His second goal as well. It just sort of opportunistic. Uh, Arit did well. We know Arit's a, a good player from his time. At Nantes, he was very good at Schalke in the opening stages of his career there before Schalke um, went went under, shall we Shall we say. And speaking of which, under, it looks a, a fabulous player to have settled in. I think they've done a really good job in the in the summer transfer window, the, the Mercato. Saliba, as we all know, is a, is a very good player as well. I mean, Arsenal wouldn't have bought him, would they, Matt, if, if he weren't? So they've got some, they've got some really quality players. Um, they're coming together very nicely under under Sam Paulo. As we saw a little bit last season, there was a suggestion, but it is a very new look side. I think what was interesting as well about Saturday was that Monaco were completely toothless. I mean, Ben Yedda and and Folland still uh, struggling for goals, uh, and Paulo Lopez in goal. What do we make of that boy? Steve Mondonda out, and uh, Paulo Lopez in. I think it's been it's been in the pipeline, hasn't it? It's been coming ever since Paulo Lopez came in. From Roma in the in the summer, um, Mondonda is the, is this the end of the of the phenomenon as they call him down in Marseille? Yeah, well, it's a big shout. I'm I'm just counting that eight eight of the starting eleven were were new signings at Marseille, including Paul Lopez, um, who who's come in from Roma. Uh, San Paoli said it's just a question of rotation, um, but of course, Steve Mondonda he's uh, he's an institution uh, in in Marseille. I don't think he is necessarily going to um, be taking it that well. And uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? We're going to have to keep our eyes on that. A similar situation going on at, at Paris Saint-Germain, where we'll have to see if Donnarumma and, and, and Navas rotate. But I, well, I do want to Matt, touch on Monaco. No, okay. Yeah, sorry, Rob. No, well, I was no, just no, going to no. add my, my two cents worth to that, yep. because I think it's strong what Sam Paoli is doing here. Obviously, he brought in Paulo Lopez. He wanted him as well, but he's backed it up. He He wanted Luan Perez. He obviously got William Saliba as well. I think that's someone he wanted as well. Um, but look, there's no Alvaro Gonzalez. There's no Chileta Tsar. They were the two mainstays of the last season and a half at, in, the, in the back for Marseille. Steve Mondonda now, he's showing that he's prepared to, to live by the sword and die by the sword by his choices as well. And you say the number of new players in that side, the fact that they're clicking. I think it's also Sam Pauli who's saying, look, it's, it's my way or the highway, boys. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... It is it it is interesting, and to be honest, Mondonda's performances haven't necessarily been faultless. So it's not like this has come out of the blue. Um, it's Marseille's first clean sheet of the season, yeah. but like Ian said, it was a bit of a toothless performance from Monaco, and I'm I'm a bit concerned about about Monaco. I know it's early days; uh, they've got a really good young squad, but uh, 
while Sampaoli's choices are looking brilliant. Um, Nubel, again, uh, not looking um, so strong in goal. He's come in. He's very much Kovac's uh, choice. He's come in from, from Bayern Munich. They've uh, sent Leconte packing to uh, to Atletico Madrid. Um, some of the younger players, Matsima was, uh, was all at sea on the right side of defence. And yeah. uh, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering whether Kovac, I'm not saying he's, he's losing the dressing room, but I think he is facing his first... Uh, uh, really testing period. I think his decision to leave out Yusuf Fofana in the first few weeks of the season hasn't gone down well in the dressing room. Uh, Fofana came back in. Jean Lucas uh, was was, o- was only on the bench. But um, yeah, it wasn't just a, a defeat. They were they were soundly beaten by Marseille. Yeah, I was going yeah, to say, Matt. It, yeah. it was it was it uh, it's a it was it was a bold move to to, to leave out Fofana given what he and Chiomeni did last season for Monaco. Uh, and bold. When I say bold, I mean extremely questionable. I mean, really, Fofana was was superb alongside Chouameni. One of the reasons that Chouameni's in the France squad were his performances last season. Never mind this season, and that was due in large part to Fofana. And quite frankly, and literally, any three of us could have played in goal for Marseille the other night, and they would have won. You know why? Monaco and didn't still done get... better than Steve Mondonda. Well, we could have. In fact, they could have had nobody in goal because Monaco didn't get a shot on target. They didn't get a single shot on target in ninety minutes, and you've got Folland in the side. You've got Jelson Martins. You've got Ben Yedder. You've got Sofiane Diop. You've got Chouameni. Come on, what is going? What is going on there? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I had uh, the chance to interview Nico Kovac uh, last week, and. Uh, Look, he's he's an impressive guy. He's done a superb job. Let's not forget Monaco in the second half of last season got more points than any other club. Let's not forget that Matt Spiro tipped them for the league title uh, just a few weeks ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Matt it's, Spiro yeah. bloke? We should get him on. He sounds like he's got all the answers. <laughs> but I, I think it's time I... to move on, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Nico Kovac, there's two things that I envy him. One is hair. Because his hair is—he's got great hair, and I don't think we've talked about hair enough on the on the podcast for quite some time. That's probably why you've got me back on, and I wouldn't mean, I mind being a, a, a quid or two or a euro or two behind him. Um, but apart from that, he's got a huge job on his hands right now. I mean, out of the Champions League, that was a big one to Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, he, we know how quick Monaco have been to pull the trigger in recent seasons. Are they going to hang around? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I think I think he's okay. I think he's okay. I don't think it's it's alarm bells aren't ringing just yet. Let's give him a, no. a, a, a couple more weeks. He's done a fantastic fantastic job last season, and yes, this is his first. Well, it's the first crisis perhaps of this season. Obviously, there was huge disappointment missing out on the Champions League. But last year they made a slow start. Let's not forget they were conceding goals at the start of last season when he first came in. And look, I'm, I'm, I think if there's any coach that can steady that ship, it, it's Niko Kovac. But what I would say, and it's perhaps signs that you know he's he's losing control a little bit during our interview, because Ian, you mentioned his hair, and it is immaculate usually, but we actually had to stop the interview because the press officer told him that his hair was kind of blowing up at right angles. We had to we had to stop to kind of sort that out. Um, so you know, perhaps I, a sign I was that, looking forward to hearing the interview, Matt. Now I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah, a sign perhaps that he's not in complete control at at, at Stade But let's um let's move on because there were plenty of big big matches. Um, it's been a difficult start, but an interesting uh, start to life at uh, Lyon for Peter Bosch. Um, Robbie Thompson was commentating their game. They needed a win, having just got their first win of the season before the international break against Nantes. They were playing at home against Strasbourg. Here's what happened. That's a good ball over the top for Dembele, whose shot is fantastic. The control wasn't bad. The shot was simply superb. Now taken short. Awa. Back for Shakiri. The cross in is a good one. The header. And Jerome Boateng has been on the field only a couple of minutes, but it's his defensive partner, Jason Denier. Jiku's pass easily picked off, and now Paqueta this time makes no mistake. Diallo scores, sending Anthony Lopez the wrong way. The penalty straight down the middle, and the 10 men of Strasbourg are on the score sheet here. Robbie, uh, 3-1 is how it finished. They, they got the job done pretty easily in the end and actually it was 
it was a, a really positive night for Leon. Um, not just because we saw Shakiri, we saw half an hour of Jerome Boateng as well, but there seemed to be a a very positive vibe, a really good atmosphere at, at, at the Group Armour Stadium and signs perhaps that after that, that, that tricky start to the season, they could be back on track. Yeah, I think so. I think it was it was just taking a little bit of time for them to, to, to find their feet. We saw them, I commentated their last game against Nantes as well, just before the international break, where they got a 1-0 victory. And, and already there, it looked like defensively they were starting to, to find their feet and they were starting to show a little bit more understanding of what Peter Bosch wanted. And I think we saw the next step of that yesterday. Interestingly, you talk about the atmosphere at, at Group Armour Stadium. I was there watching the, the, the pictures well before kickoff and, and about 45 minutes before kickoff, the Ultras made a, a spectacular arrival in the, the northern stand um, with, with emergency flares and everything because obviously emergency flares are not allowed uh, during matches or when the t- telecast is going out live. They're not really allowed in the stadium at all, but the supporters wanted to, to show that they were there and, uh, and they made a big entrance and they got the whole stadium up. And this is before even the warm-up had started. So it was, it was interesting to get things going. There were thousands of flags and there was a, a really good atmosphere throughout the game. Um, in terms of the match itself, Strasbourg, they conceded a very, very early goal. And what a goal it was as well. Moussa Dembele's strike, it's a Guimaraes ball over the top. He controls on the chest. He's in towards the left corner of the penalty box and left-footed, the ball bounces once and then left-footed, he hooks it back over his right shoulder and into the top corner of Matt Selsa's goal. It is a, a spectacular goal. It's a sublime finish. And anyone that was in the stadium, I don't think, or watching it live, it's one of those goals that, that inspires you. You don't forget it. So that was great to see. He's now got four goals in his, in his last three matches. Moussa Dembele, he was wearing the captain's armband as well because Leo Dubois was missing. So look, it was a great night for, for Moussa Dembele. And yeah, a good a good night for for Leon. Diomande started alongside Denier with De Silva suspended. Um and it was good to see Jerome Boateng get a get a few minutes. Hard to hard to really gauge at just at what point he's at. Lucas Paqueta, who played against Peru the full ninety minutes for Brazil on Thursday, came off the bench as well and got the got the final goal. Jason Denier also got on the score sheet. Um, Strasbourg didn't do enough. They got a, a more than a consolation just a, with the last kick of the game, a penalty that Habib Diallo stuck away for 3-1. But Leon deserved, deserved victors. And Bruno Guimaraes, for me, man of the match. We saw Jordan Shakiri. He laid on his first assist for Denier as well. So, look, only only positives. Only positives for, for Olympic Lyonnais. I've got a question. Um, I, who is this Moussa Dembele guy? Because there was a guy with the same name playing for Leon a couple of seasons back and he got he was really good 16 goals in 27 and then last season sort of disappeared now they've got this new Moussa Dembele guy back in i mean where's he come yeah, from yeah it's no it's true and and he had a disapp- they i'm not i didn't never really understood why they dropped him so so badly rudy garcia was there a fallout it's memphis was... depay doa depay wanted to play through the middle yeah, i think was yeah, the main problem yeah. and you couldn't play dembele out out wide but there, yeah. there, there was another musa dembele at tottenham as well but i don't think you're talking about him are you <laughs> but uh <laughs> no he, look, he didn't do very well at atletico I no he didn't come I, off I, I don't, in spain no i don't think he had many chances dur- during his loan spell but there's no question this guy you know is capable of getting 20 plus goals in 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 Liga and like Robbie said that that finish I mean it's one of those it just look it looks easy sort of when you look at yeah. it on, on on the replays but it is anything but uh, I, actually Ian I wanted to ask you about Shakiri I know you've um uh, followed him quite a lot with the Swiss national team you know we've seen him before what he's done at Liverpool Stoke Inter Bayern you know he's a guy with a with a big past, but he's still got some good years in him, um, Shakiri, You know, do you, do you reckon he's got what it takes to sort of become the leader or the the creative leader of this team? Absolutely, he's a, he's a fabulous player. Really, he is. And um, we talk about Li Yan being a physical league now. He, I, I've stood alongside him. I'm six two. That's one eight one eighty six for you metric <laughs> people. He's a lot smaller than me, but he's about as wide as I am tall. And and I and he is so he's so solid. It's it's unbelievable. He's six foot two wide. I, well, approximately. <laughs> he, he is pretty wide. If, very if everything's relative. It is. He's at least six foot two wide. Very approximately. 
Very approximately. Um, the last time I saw him was it was after the after the they were beating the Swiss in the in the quarterfinals of the Euro against uh, against Spain. I interviewed him after the game. Hugely disappointed, of course, but no doubt that he can come back from that that sort of that sort of defeat. He's he's got experience. He's got quality. Um, let's got the calf the muscles to do it. Oh my God, his calf <laughs> muscles. I mean, seriously, Jack Grealish, huh? eat your heart out. But. Um, He's yes. <laughs> sorry, you, you put me off there, Robbie. I'm just thinking sorry, about sorry. Shakiri's cars. Now. <laughs> but he's a quality player, and uh, there's there's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, forget the fact that he 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 played for Stoke. Um, he's he's played for some fabulous clubs in his, in his time. Um, capable of scoring great goals, capable of creating great goals. He he's the perfect sort of player for Peter Boss and the system that he likes to play, which is basically let's go and entertain the fans. Um, and they're doing that now, not in the way that they did against Claremont when they managed to somehow throw away that game and just get a point. They're now entertaining and winning and scoring goals. And Shakiri and uh, the, the aforementioned reborn Moussa Dembele are going to be a, a huge part of that. When Lucas Paqueta is there, is there any place for Usemawa in this side now? Which is not something we would have thought Ooh. a couple of years ago. Oof. You could play him slightly deeper, but yeah, I mean, listen, Awa's got to start performing. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's the been is on him. well, uh, you know, since he's he's had a lot of niggling injuries in, in the last year or so, and uh, I see, you know, because I, I have lots of mad Arsenal fans bombarding me on on Twitter saying why why aren't we buying Awa because he's available for thirty million, which you know, by all accounts, Leon would have taken thirty odd million this this summer for him. But I think, you know, I, I think he didn't have a very good season. He's had one or two injuries already this season. And yeah, I mean, it's it's time for him to kick on, Usamawa. So perhaps it's good as well that he's got a bit of, you know, competition as well for his place. There you go. That's my thought on uh, on Usamawa. I wanted to um, say that you're listening to Ian Holyman. And I wanted to say that because Ian Holyman is, uh, is the producer who, who concocts these deja vu's. And I'm going to bring you the deja vu's. So... Uh, when you're cursing your computer and you can't find it, you should be cursing Ian. But uh, a lot of you are getting the right answers. Don't give last, my address uh, out, Matt. La- Don't give my address <laughs> out. <laughs> if you just send it any any letter to Durham or or, or Normandy, they're, they're, they're your homes. Or, or, the, or the league on email, the, league, the official or, league yeah, email address. Yeah, that's Go a good it. point, Robbie. League1podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, always available for insults to Ian or questions um, <laughs> about about Liga. <laughs> well, I can always hide behind Last... the anonymity and, and and the sort of the sheer just commonness of my surname. I mean, you know, how many holy mans can be out there? Quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> You've had two weeks uh, to guess. Last week's um, uh, the clue was uh, this is Deja Who, by the way. Um, I was born in the Paris region. I made my pro debut in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's hometown. I played just 18 months in Ligue 1 before getting a big move abroad. Things could get very messy for me in the Champions League this season, even if my club is bullish about its chances. Um, we are talking about Nordi Mukiele, the um, Leipzig right back. Ah, bullish. Yeah, bullish because of Red Bull. Yeah, good, good, good. Oh, um, Nordi, Ma- Nordi Mukiele, Formerly of Montpellier, could well be in the uh, in the France team uh, before long. So correct answers. Uh, we have Habib Bar, Kev Sherwood, Adam Cyrilnik, Andrew Willimott, James Wascombe, Artan Murtishi, who says, keep up the brilliant work. Thank you, Artan. Uh, Ryan Yowell, who says, keep up the awesome work. Thank you very much, Ryan. And uh, Hunter Mugoffi. Who says? Uh, Mugoffi. Mugoffi. He didn't say anything. Uh. Never mind, Hunter. You got the right answer. That's the main thing. Uh, wrong answers. James Cathy. Unlucky, James. We don't usually single out the wrong answers, but we are this week. Clement Longley, <laughs> you went for. No. And Frenchie. That's unusual for Frenchie to get it wrong. He went for Jimmy Traore. Uh, maybe you'll have better luck uh, next week. We've Sorry, had Jimmy this Traore week. already last, uh, yeah, last have, season. Yeah. Or two um, years ago, maybe. If anyway. you know the answer to this week's Deja Who, send us uh, an email, league1podcast at gmail.com. Um, or use the hashtag LeBourgeois on Twitter. Here we go, Deja Who. I was a battering ram of a centre-forward whose first stop in France was the Velodrome. I had something of a nose for goal, and controversially, a head for noses. I won a Ligue 1 title and played for two other French clubs, ending a long wait for silverware with one of them. 
There we go. Deja Who. You know the answer. League One uh, podcast gmail.com or use the hashtag Le Bourgeois on Twitter. I would say that's an easier one. I think on the first sentence, I would have got that. But, you know, from the first maybe sentence. it'll be trick, trickier uh, for others. Okay. The first sentence. Well, with a centre forward, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a few. There are yeah, a few. Yeah, Let's move been. on, guys. Two more feature games. Lots of other stuff to talk about. Lorient Lille. I commentated that. Feels like a long time ago. It was on, it was on Friday night. It was at the Stade du Moustoir. Here's what happened. This is Moffi. Moffi turning and uh, running directly through the Lille defence and he very nearly got clean through on goal. This is Loriente! Great finish. Lorient take the lead. Thanks to Armand Loriente, but also thanks to Terra Moffi. Lovely run from Ranildo. Here's Yilmaz. Yilmaz has gone down and this time it is a penalty. Yilmaz steps up, sends the goalkeeper the wrong way, and Lille are on level terms. Legoff, Legoff's cross towards Muffy! Terra Muffy strikes! The Nigerian pounces at the near post, and the champions behind again. Yes, so a sucker punch, a blow at the end um, for Lille, probably um, no more than they deserve this, this 2-1 defeat. It was a really... Really sluggish performance, I thought, from from Lille. Uh, Lorient were happy to contain for much of the game, and certainly on on the counter attack, they've 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 got this tactic sorted really really well under Christophe Pelissier. They're they're very compact um, with Lemoine and uh, uh, Abagel in the midfield, and they they spring forward in particular with Armand Loriente and uh, and and Terra Moffi. Loriente was superb in the first half an hour. Got a goal, could have had a couple more. And um, yeah, Terra Moffi, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm more and more impressed with him every time I see him. He was so direct. He's he's a real presence. And it wasn't a coincidence that he scored the winner at the end. It didn't come out of the blue. He was he was a threat all night. And um, yeah, Lorient, Lorient going great guns. And uh, Ian, we talked about Niko Kovac not being under pressure. Jocelyn Gorvenek, I think every time... Lille lose. We're, we're going to be talking about Gorvenek and and the fact that Lille just look like a different team, don't they, to, to last seasons? They they really do. I mean, Gorvenek, of course, he he couldn't really win, could he? If they if they started brilliantly, they would have said, "Ah, oh, it's just Galtier's team from last season, just carrying on where they left off." And as they're not winning, it's all Gorvenek's fault, <laughs> not Galtier's for leaving. So he was he was always in a position where he was just going to have a problem, quite frankly. But what is a surprise? I mean, people talk about teams defending compactly. I thought Lille were very compact on Lorient's first goal. There were four Lille defenders around Terra Moffi within about half a metre of him. Hugely compact, except they seemed to forget about Loriente, who was just standing on his own right in front of goal. What were they doing? They were so. They seem to they forget were... about the ball as well, Ian. I yeah. Mean, they're, they're, like yeah. you say, yeah. he should. He should. I thought it was spectacular play from Terry Moffi. I'm a big fan, but it should never have happened. I mean, that a, a side well, that had the best defense in Ligue 1 last season. He just, should he not just charged. A goal he like just that. charged through the yeah, heart yeah. of their defense, and yeah. neither or none of Botman, Font, nor nor Reinildo could could stop him. And yeah, uh, it was crazy. And like you say, when they did half stop him, they, they, they kind of forgot about the ball. I was reading about Ranildo, who's had a busy summer. Apparently he was the victim of a carjacking. He was invited to see the president of, of Mozambique, I think, to, to celebrate his, his league untitled. He's had a lot of clubs uh, looking at him. He's a really... He's a really good left back, but and he was on maybe, international duty as well in in Africa yeah, he was. over the weekend. He was, I mean, Lille had a lot of players on on international duty. Jonathan David was only played, I think, fifteen minutes or so, twenty minutes, because uh, he'd only been back for twenty four hours from mm. from international duty with with Canada. They're missing Renato Sanchez, Jonathan Bomber, Timothy Weir. So there are, you know, circumstances that 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 you know should should plead well, not plead in their favour, but give us a bit of understanding for the, for the result. But, I, you know, you look at the team and it's still, you know, they've still got the core of that title winning team and they, and they should be doing much, much better than, than they are doing. I mean, the um, they've conceded 11 goals in five games. Yeah. Now, according, yeah, according mean, Botman, to this... Botman, 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 Botman was brilliant last season. Uh, you know, game week in, week out. And he just he looks like a shell of the player he was yeah. at the moment. 
Apparently, that's really the, the highest total, uh, according to, to the stats, that we get since Santet for a champion, since saint Etienne in 1964-65 at this stage of the season. I mean, wow. as you say, uh, th- that back four, uh, like uh, the other day, okay, apart from Zeki Celik being out and Chago Jallo in at right back, but he played there f- frequently enough. That was pretty mm-hmm. much their first choice back four at the end of the season. They had Andre in midfield. They've, okay, they've yeah, changed Jack the goalkeeper. They've, yeah, they've changed Jekka their goalkeeper. They've changed their goalkeeper. Yeah, exactly. But they've changed their goalkeeper. But even so, is Ivo Gerbic a, a step down from Mike Menno? I, I, I don't think so. Certainly not potentially. So, what, what mm. is going on? The Sven Botman, how is. close was he really to moving away? Is that something he's had to emotionally deal with or, you know, sort of get. Possibly, digest, yeah. as the French would yeah, say. Seville, Seville, Wolves. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were bids, weren't there? Yeah. There were bids. Yeah. But yeah, Jose Font, he did one of those interviews after the game where um, he just gave one-word sentences. Like, he was absolutely fuming. He said, inadmissible, inacceptable. He's got a great vocabulary for someone who's only <laughs> properly been learning French for a year or so. <laughs> really impressive. But it, yeah, he was absolutely fuming. And, you know, he sets very high standards. And... Um, I think there are going to be some strong words spoken in the Lille dressing room uh, this week. No question. No question. Ivo Gerbic, by the way, brilliant save he made from a volley. Who was it? It was the right back. It's just uh, eluded me for a moment. Igor Silva. Stunning. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Igor Silva. Yeah, stunning. Save. And a brilliant save. He made another great save. Paul Nardi's save from Botman. Was yeah, a bit save from Botman. perhaps, but uh, incredible. No, as he well. got his arm up. Point yeah. blank range. No, there, 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 there were yeah. some great saves, but yeah, Gerbic worries me on crosses. He didn't. He didn't look so good on, on crosses. So I mean, problems, problems for Lille, um, and uh, it's going to be a tough week for them because they have got Wolfsburg. They're starting their Champions League campaign, and they've got Lens in the Derby du Nord this weekend. Um, a Champions so, League word. Who else is in their group? Does anyone have that handy? It's Se- uh, Seville, Seville, in there Wolfsburg, as well. Wolfsburg, and Salzburg. Which I think is the kind of group you look at and think, oh, it's not too bad, but But actually they're all really good teams. Wolfsburg are top of the Bundesliga, Um, Sevilla are strong, and Salzburg. And Salzburg are a good side as well. I'm actually going to be there on on Tuesday night. Um, And Wolfsburg, yeah, they've they've got Mark van Bommel in charge. Remember him? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And um, they've won their His father-in-law coached Australia. He did did indeed, Bert van 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 Marwijk. (laughs) <laughs> um, and Mark van Bommel well just to continue on the anecdote so a slightly more personal one I, I once did a, a really nice post-match interview with Mark van Bommel in a, in an elevator in a lift at the uh, Allianz Arena anyway um, Wolfsburg Wolfsburg I'd be careful ask, asking him controversial <laughs> questions in an elevator because yeah, exactly. he's a feisty no character he's actually no I tell you what he's one of these guys where he where they cross the white line and he's very very different He's very, very different it, on the pitch. Yeah, he's an, he can, could have been an absolute monster. Off it, he's is polite. he one of those guys, Ian? Who who is he? One of those guys who presses the like doors open in the elevator to to let people in <laughs> to, to do a post match interview very quickly. <laughs> he's 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 very well spoken, very polite, very professional off the pitch. Anyway, the Wolfsburg have won their first four in the Bundesliga. They are going great guns. Uh, Lille, uh oh. Uh, they're they're in big trouble. I mean, you talk about Sevilla being a good side. They're a very good side. Salzburg, they're they're, they're pretty good too. Uh, even if they've lost a, a couple well, of their look, players again, Lille are pre- Lille, Lille pretty Lille are the and French Lille champions, are and, well. and they're yeah, pretty yeah. good. And they're, and they're going to have to. You well, know, well, they are on paper. I think it's going to be an entertaining group. Lille are good on paper, but on the pitch right now, yeah. they're absolute an absolute shambles. No, totally. But they need to bring. You know, they need to. However, they're going to do it. They need to bring out their A game, and and I think they they'll 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 know that. I'm not saying they're going to be good enough to get something from the game on Tuesday, but they're going to have to perform a hell can of a lot I, better than they did on Friday. Burrick Yilmaz's penalty, bit of a yeah. dive, bit of a dive. He, well, he had a dive. He had a dive ten minutes before that. Um, for me, it was a penalty, but yeah, I think he's looking for it. Oh, he's I think it was yeah, definitely looking for naive, it. Naive, yeah, naive I- from uh, from Laporte. Mm. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt, Ian, because he is Burak. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to say that to his face. Exactly. He wouldn't want to say that in an elevator. <laughs> yeah. no, not locked in an elevator with him. Well, Robbie's itching to get some PSG talk in. We've uh, saved Paris Saint-Germain uh, for our final feature match. It was first against third on Saturday afternoon at the Parc des Princes. PSG against unbeaten Clermont Foot, uh, the promoted side who have done brilliantly. Eight points from four games. They held Lyon to a draw. Here's how they got on uh, against Paris Saint-Germain. Robbie Thompson is your commentator. A lot of their 
shopping in Africa, Clermont Foot. They have a fantastic record of unearthing talent, like Mohamed Bayou, last season top scorer in Liga. Hakimi does brilliantly. It's a good start. The follow-up and the header from under Herrera. Kylian Mbappe. One again with Ogier, Mbappe still going, gets the cross in, and surely now, under Herrera. Right man in the right spot for the second time. You can see Paris Saint-Germain so dangerous on the counter-attack. Mbappe, and that's three. Ghana, a little one-two. There might be another chance here, and again it's Mbappe. And again Rafinha's coming up alongside him. Mbappe still, still Mbappe, oh great save, but Garner is there. And that's four. Well, Robbie, it was uh, an entertaining game. Clermont came out, they said uh, before the game that they would play their natural game, they tried to attack, they did that. In the end, it, it played into PSG's hands a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was not expecting such a scoreline I thought it was going to be a lot closer I was I was honestly expecting Claremont to come out and really try and shock and you know every now and again after an international break and before a Champions League uh, week it's never easy for a big club who who have their eyes on on different prizes especially when you have a promoted side coming and and look Claremont they as you say their their coach Pascal Gastien said we're going to stick to our principles. We we play football, and that's what we want to do. And they did. They outshot PSG in the first half, actually. But but their chances were not as clear cut as Paris Saint Germain's. And when you make little mistakes at the back against Paris Saint Germain, you un- invariably pay for them. And that's what happened in the first half. It was it was two quick turnovers, uh, a cross and a shot, both palmed out by the keeper Artur Desmas and. And Ander Herrera, of all people, was on hand to to knit his first brace as a Paris Saint-Germain player. Um, 2-0 at half-time. And after seeing Paris dominate possession in the first half, create chances, get almost caught out on the counter-attack a couple of times, they said, all right, you have the ball, Clermont. We're leading 2-0. Now we're starting to look at, at other things. Let's see what you can do with it. Clermont pushed up. They fell a little bit into the trap, I think, a little bit naive. Um, and Paris Saint-Germain just sat back, gave them the ball and, and counter-attacked, and that's exactly what happened. Kylian Mbappe um, scored goal number three and Idrissa Gay goal number four. Um, in the end, not too much to say about it, really. Deserved, deserved victory. Gianluigi Donnarumma didn't have too much to do in his first game for Paris Saint-Germain, but what he did, he did well. Interesting stat, Kylian Mbappe has now scored against 26 of the 27 league sides he has played against in his entire career Ooh. who knows the one Can team Can we guess who, who, who is the who other is one? the one Should... team he hasn't ever scored against in league we put that to our listeners or too easy for them, no? Too easy for our listeners, I think. Um, but for you two, different story. <laughs> Has he ever scored against um it's a bit of a trick as well. I uh, actually know the answer. Way. It's yeah. like somebody like, do you? Yeah. Uh, but... Angers, no, he's scored against Angers, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, hang on. Are, are they currently in Ligue 1? They are. Ra- uh, not Reims. It's Trois. A... No, it's a trick <laughs> question, Matt. It's a trick question, Matt. Yeah. It's Paris. Come on. PSG. Yeah. PSG. Oh, you. Yeah. you. <laughs> Who he did play against with Monaco and never scored against. But otherwise, he scored against every other opponent in the top flight he's he's played against. So... And look, he's he's uh, non-moved to Real Madrid. hasn't won him many fans on the terraces at the Parc des Princes. A few whistles around there as well. Um, I was presenting the pre-game show for PSG TV down on the side of the pitch, and when Killian's name came up in the starting eleven, few whistles around, which uh, is is always a bit strange when you're whistling one of the greatest players in in modern football, even if he is just 22, and he's your top scorer of the league the last three years. But they. They want him to now win back his uh, his status as a leader of the Paris Saint Germain attack. Where where do you guys sit on the on the Phil Collins song dropping the Phil Collins song? Because to be honest with you, I didn't even know it was a Phil Collins song, and, and I find it quite funny that every that quite a lot of people are getting upset. Okay, so for the record, they tried this. The song. Now, already, can I just yeah, explain? Yeah, so okay, yeah, so yeah. it's the song that they come on to, isn't it? The yeah. Dum, 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 dum. Well, yeah. However, it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, so that's how the PSG players come on. They actually dropped it uh, three years ago and tried to uh, play the hymn, Ville, Ville de Lumière, which is Flower of Scotland with uh, PSG's unofficial hymn. And that didn't take off and Phil Collins came back. They've replaced it again now with some um, modern music, more modern music. I mean, it does <laughs> date back to the 1980s, the, the Phil Collins song. And uh, I have no position on on it. I like. I used to enjoy the the Phil Collins when it played, and it's part of a tradition. But look, traditions ch- change. Things things move very quickly. Funny thing is, the funny thing is, it is actually quite a touchy subject, and that's why Robbie, with his close PSG ties, is sitting on the fence. <laughs> I have no position. Uh, Ian, you must have a position on this. No, oh, I, I, I I do, and it's not along. It's not alongside Robbie on what is obviously a very comfortable PSG fence. <laughs> I, I to be honest, I have always been always been on the side, and I'm not just saying this. I've always been on the side of that is an abysmal song to enter <laughs> a football match to. Now, I mean, I, uh, me being an old Kermud. Curmudgeon, right? I don't want any music coming on, really. Okay, my team Sunderland. We've we've already mentioned it. Let's we we kind of kicked it off and did quite nicely with the um, the Montagues and the Capulets from Prokofiev's Romeo and Juliet. Now that's quite good. That is quite a stirring little bit of music to to to, to get the fans going before the before the game. Bit of classical. I quite like that. I'll go for that, even though most cl- fans have probably got no idea what it is or where it comes from. But it sounds good. But that song that. Saint Etienne come on to a bit of opera. I think it's Karl Orff as well, and that's nice. Oh, they that do all Fortuna, well. yeah, and that's a good yeah, one. The old, exactly, the, that's a good the old one. Spice advert for for those yeah. very old people <laughs> who grew up in the UK in the nineteen eighties. So, and also Strasbourg, <laughs> Strasbourg come on to, to football's coming home, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's, wow, that's, awesome. that's a yeah. bit. No, I wouldn't have that either. But that PSG one was awful. It was awful. I'm sorry. It was so you're awful. all for change, Ian. You're you're um, you're with the the club modernising. I think is it DJ Snake, the uh, the, the yeah. new music at the moment. It is. Do I'm I, a big fan right. of PSG Do I sound well. like somebody who would go for something by anyone called DJ Snake? You sound uh, like uh, an okay, old curmudgeon, fellas. Fellas, <laughs> just in fellas, just in case our loyal <laughs> listeners want want us to talk about. Uh, like legal why music <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let, let's just move off the music 4-0 to, to PSG <laughs> I would say just in Clermont's defense as well they they had a lot of shots they created chances and they didn't have Mohamed Bayo who was their yeah, their, uh, their killer the goal scorer and, uh, he, he, he was at injury and Rashani started on the bench as well came on yeah so you know maybe they'll I'm sure they'll have uh, they'll have better days and they'll be happy with their eight points already and um yeah, they'll be better for the experience. Um, other other scorelines uh, around the country. Montpellier got a good win over Saint Etienne two 0 That's um, it's a worrying start. Saint Etienne uh, pa- still, perhaps, Matt, still if without I, a win. If I may, just yep. very quickly um, on the PSG result, there was no Neymar, no Lionel Messi, no Di Maria or Paredes. So look out for the the Stad Jan Bredel on Wednesday night in the Champions League because we spoke about the other clubs starting their European campaigns. PSG away to Club Brugge and uh, could be Messi's we could first see, start. well, it could be Messi's first start and we could see a very exciting front three up there yeah. for, for PSG with uh, the one we've been waiting for, Eminem. And next Sunday, yeah, Eminem would be Sunday, good Leon, for the music it? intro, actually, just... <laughs> are yeah, you an old like, curmudgeon or not, Ian? No, I guess that's but, still that's a little bit old, isn't M&M's it? Eminem's pretty old. Uh, can I? And I, I just want to add to say, Clermont. That was a bit of a throwaway game for them, anyway, wasn't it? I mean, they could they could afford to go for it because nobody expected. Yeah, they had nothing to, to lose. Yeah, they had nothing sure. to lose. And secondly, I'd, I'd like to say I I really did like the way that Kylian Mbappe tried to tried to nick. Uh, under Herrera's first goal from him. I mean, it was going in, and he still tried to like sort of flick it in from about a yard out. But anyway, he, he, good job. Yeah, good that you he, can see you, it was close you can to see Herrera. Well. It was close yeah, to Herrera side, looking. Say, yeah. Herrera was looking really worried, thinking this is going to be disallowed because Killian's come in. I don't think Mbappe <laughs> was offside, but there was no. a bit of a concern. Um, can I just say Montpellier got a good win over yeah. Saint Etienne? I was trying to explain that. Um, and my man, <laughs> Steffi Mavadidi, I'm a big fan of Steffi. Yeah, I think he's, he's a really good natural footballer and he scored a lovely opening goal, set up, brilliantly set up a goal for Valo Germain to, uh, to mark his first start with uh, a goal at Montpellier. So a good win um, for uh, Daloglio's team. The, the post-Delore, um, post-Laborde. Yeah, I'm wondering if they've got, an, I'm wondering if they haven't done a, a, a very, very good a bit bit of business there because okay the law the law and the board were, were excellent together 
But Germain, Germain is good with anybody, isn't he? He's the perfect support striker. He, he was really good with Marseille. Is. Oh, you mean good alongside anybody? Good alongside, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a perfect support striker, an intelligent player, selfless. And Mavadidi's got the pace, he's got the ability, and he's got the finishing. And Germain is a good, decent finisher as well. He got a goal too. Um, that's that's a nice little strike force yeah, yeah. that Montpellier have put yeah. together again. Um, Angers are still second in the league. They're still unbeaten. They got a 1-1 draw away to Brest, thanks to Thomas Mangani's penalty. Uh, Bordeaux nil, Lens, sorry, Bordeaux 2, Lens 3. That was an amazing game. Lens were 2-0 up. Bordeaux came back late on to make it 2-2. And then Lens uh, got, a, got a winner right at the death. Uh, Lens are a fifth. They are also unbeaten. And um, they're a good side to watch, Lens. Uh, Ren nil, Rouse 2. Worrying times for Bruno Genesio. I think Ren, um, we haven't got time to go in depth on them this week. But they're an interesting club because I, th- I think they've bought really well. In the summer, but next week uh, we can have a chat about about Ren. We'll they talk play, Ren away to Marseille. Yeah, yeah, um, but pressure on on Bruno Genesio now, and they're uh, at Mets home to nil- Spurs. I should say on Thursday in the Europa mm-hmm. Conference yeah. League. Yeah, so they'll get a win there. But um, <laughs> Mets nil trois trois two. Good for the confidence. Uh, good, good win for trois. <laughs> Nantes nil Nice two. Now Nice are the only side in Europe's top five leagues that have still not conceded a goal this season. Uh, they had a fair amount of luck. Um, I saw I saw highlights and mm-hmm. Nantes were laying siege on their goal. Walter Benitez was was man of the match. There was at least one shot from Colomani against the bar, um, and then Nice got got the job done in the second half. And they're they're going great guns. I'm just checking. Are they fourth? They do have this one point penalty um, following the the sanctions after the crowd trouble against Marseille, but they are still fourth. Uh, in the league with, with nine points. Uh, and they, they are not appealing any of that as well, Matt. They've accepted their, their, their penalties and everything that came out in the in the wash from that, that abandoned match against Marseille. And another goal for Casper Dolberg. He, he scored against Marseille. If, I don't know if you remember, he, he chested it in at the, the near chest, post. Yeah. And the same another, yeah. one, another one against Nantes. I mean, you, Matt's right. They were incredibly they were incredibly lucky not to concede. They were not uncred- incredibly unlucky not to come away with, with at least a point, really. Um, but then Dolberg and Guiri, I mean, they're on form. And we talked about Delore just recently. It was his nice little one-two with, with Guiri that set him up for the second goal. Uh, Dolberg involved yeah. again. So, oh, Nice are looking nice are looking very tasty. Luckiest yeah. coach in French football, Galtier. <laughs> <laughs> Been lucky for a decade yeah. now. I wish I, I, I'd like that sort of look, quite frankly. Yeah, but Dolberg's, you're, you're right to point out, is another goal with his chest. This one was even a diving chest. I mean, it was it was a brilliant finish. Yeah, it was. And he's yeah he's he's impressive. By the way, my tip for for top scorer, what's that three for him this year? It does not including the goal that he scored against Marseille because that's now been cancelled out. Um, so Nice going well. We're going to look ahead quickly to to next week. Lots of big games, lots of excitement coming up after the Champions League. We mentioned Lille playing Wolfsburg, uh, Paris Saint Germain away to Bruges. Um, plenty of clubs in uh, in Europa League and Europa Conference action as well. But we're going to focus on Ligue 1 Uber Eats and we're going to go on a bon voyage. We're going to decide which game we want to take in next weekend. So some of the uh, the big matches. It's um, a fascinating weekend. Lens against Lille. That's Saturday at, at, at five o'clock. Um, Lens with an opportunity to pile the pressure on uh, on the champions. Lille have been beaten twice already. PSG against Lyon coming up on Sunday night. That that one just after the Marseille Ren game on Sunday afternoon. And let's not forget Nice Monaco at, at one o'clock. So it's. Uh, it really is a, a weekend of big clashes. Robbie, where do you fancy going? I'm going to surprise perhaps uh, our regular listeners. I, I will be at the Parc des Princes for, for PSG <laughs> Lyon, which will be a, a, an exciting match. But I would love to be at Angers versus Nantes because I honestly cannot believe the start of the season that Angers, Angers are, are, are doing at the moment. I, I would not have given them a snowball's hope in hell of getting of being anywhere near even the top half of the table at the end of last season. I thought they were a club that was going nowhere. We've mentioned it before, but they are they are doing a fantastic job, undefeated. And it's a little bit of a derby against Nantes as well, the, the West France derby. And Angers, for a, for a geographical quick little lesson, it's it's closer to Nantes than... On the way from Paris to Nantes, it's, it's about an hour, 45 minutes from Nantes. 
and they do a very nice light red wine, good white wine as well, the Anjou <laughs> region. And they're not far from, from uh, Riette country as well. And Riette is a delicacy in France, very, very fatty. Um, but if you like your pork, pork pâté spreads, try Riette. You will never have heard of it if you don't know France very well. But it is delicious. There you go. Oh, yeah. Music, so, music, food. With, this is a French culture show these days. I'll um, second that, Robbie. I will say Riette is, <laughs> Riette is a top. Is a top thing. But I am yeah, good. I in well, moderation. Well, I would. Um, this is an outrageously good set of fixtures, isn't it? I mean, there's derbies all over the place. Lance Lille, we've talked about. There's Nice Monaco. Nice Monaco. Yeah. You've got an absolute classic in Saint Etienne Bordeaux, although it may not be. It may just be one for the purists, given how those two sides are playing. PSG, uh, Lyon, Marseille, Rennes. But I'm going to go to Stras- Strasbourg. Stras- yeah, Strasbourg Strasbourg is a good derby. There you go. That's the one. That football's is coming the home. One. Oh my 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 my. <laughs> That is good. I mean, the, the atmosphere at Lance, uh, Lille, is is going to be pretty pretty good. But Strasbourg Mets. It's the Choucroutes Quiche Lorraine derby. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's a huge weekend of, of derby matches, isn't it? Yeah, somebody's, somebody's got the fixtures. I mean, maybe they could have spread them out a little bit, but this is a weekend. It's weird. Don't at, miss. At, at the start of the season, I have to go through each match day and choose which, which, which trailer we want to do, you know, which game we want to... Um, to make a trailer for and there, there were one or two match days where you're like oh my goodness like yeah no i think we've had to choose a saint-etienne montpellier one weekend or something and then you look at this weekend and it's just full of blockbuster games a psg um, leon is basically a national derby now isn't it if it, once you yeah. overlook psg marseille which has lost a bit of its glamour although this year there's going to be plenty of excitement about that as well it's a big game it's a big game and it, you know i think leon are capable of giving psg a proper test but i'm not going to go to that game i'm going to go to marseille Rennes because I just can't get enough of Marseille at the moment. And uh, the atmosphere at the Velodrome is going to be fantastic. And if Marseille can keep up uh, their brilliant start to the season, it's just going to get even more frenzied. And uh, I want to yeah, take in a bit of Mediterranean air and a bit of folly at the Velodrome. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be brilliant, guys. It's going to be a great weekend. Thank you for, for joining us, Ian Holyman and Robbie Thompson, for today's uh, Thank you to all of our listeners. If you've got any comments, any feedback, any questions, league1podcast at gmail.com. We welcome um, all of your um, communications. Thank you very much. It remains, remains, (laughs) got the word in the end. It remains for for me to say uh, bon semen, everybody. I'll see you again next week. All the very best. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Fantastic! Outrageous goal from Gael Kakuta! Play it again! A goal back! Oh, Benyera, beautifully done! Sensational!